And now, Mystery Theater. I'm E.G. Marshall. Terror is our business, and we're about to take care of business in an unusual way. You're going to hear a story about a very contemporary sort of terror. It's a tale that takes place not in some dark dungeon with rattling chains, but in swank bistros and penthouse apartments where the closest thing to clanking chains are jangling charm bracelets and the tinkle of ice in highball glasses. But in this setting, you'll hear shocking words like... Look what you did to him, Inga. Look at his eye, how swollen it is, all black and swollen. Corey, let go of me. You're hurting my arm. You shouldn't have done it, Inga. Now you'll have to kiss it. What? I'm sorry, Inga. Kiss his eye. You hurt it, now you have to kiss it. Corey! Our mystery drama, The Slave, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Henry Slesser and stars Mandel Kramer and Fred Gwynn. News on WABC. There's a very special sound to a really elegant restaurant. An orchestration of noise composed of good china, fine crystal and silver, murmuring waiters, and chattering patrons. We're in the Windward Restaurant on East 55th Street in Manhattan. And as soon as your eyes become accustomed to the dim light, you'll see a very handsome couple in a booth. The man's name is Corey. The woman is named Inger. If you were able to overhear their conversation, you might gather that tonight may be a very special occasion for both of them. It's kind of hard to believe that it's only a matter of weeks. What is? Since we first met. Does it seem longer to you? <laughs> now, that's what I call a trick question. If I say it seems long, you'll think all the newness is gone out of it. If I say it seems short... <laughs> all right, all right. I withdraw the question. No, no, I'm willing to answer it again. Yeah, it seems like I've known you all my life. But what's more important... Well, go on. That's one of those sentences that demand finishing. Well, I've never spoken these words before. I never wanted to. As a matter of fact. Corey, what is it? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Well, you were staring at something. I just thought I saw someone I knew, that's all. Blonde or brunette? Not a woman, a man. A guy I know. All right, so you saw someone you know. I could have sworn he was out of town. Is that the one? Where? That man crossing the room. It looks like he's heading right for us. Oh, good Lord, it is. It's Ray. Well, well, well. What a delightful surprise, Corey. What an absolutely charming surprise. I thought you were still out of town, Ray. Just got back. Just got back. Been eating in so many two main bars, I couldn't wait to get back to civilized cooking again. Hmm. Well, do I get an introduction? Oh, Sure. Sure. Uh, this is Inga Williams. Inga, this is Ray Chaffee. Hello. Aren't you lovely, Miss Williams? Why, thank you. 
Troy hasn't been wasting any time since I've been gone. How are you, Troy? We haven't known each other very long, Ray. As a matter of fact, we were just discussing that very subject. Hmm. I'll bet he's been keeping you hidden, hasn't he? Been taking you to nothing but nice dark places where nobody can see you unless they look very, very close. And you're worth looking closely at, Miss Williams. Corey, didn't you say that you wanted to get the check? Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. We were just finishing up, Ray. We're about to leave. Oh, gee, what a shame. But, no, you were lucky at that, weren't you, Corey? <laughs> I might have spotted you before the main course. Well, what did you have? Did you try the blanket to bow? It was very good, but I suppose you had the steak. You never did have much imagination. We both had the steak, Mr. Chaffee. I don't have much imagination either. <laughs> That's very sweet, Miss Williams. Very sweet of you. And now, Corey, you can leave. For heaven's sake, Ray. You heard me, Corey. Get out. Oh, your credit rating's still good at the Windward, isn't it? Would you... Stop the desk and tell him to add my bill to your account. Go on, Corey. Move. Will somebody please tell me what this is all about? Hang on. I'm, I'm sorry. I've got to leave. I'll call you later at home. You'll do what? I'll phone you later tonight. No, Corey. No, no. No more calls tonight. You just go home and go Betty by. Tomorrow. Well, we'll see about tomorrow. Corey. Where are you going? What do you think you're doing? Please sit down, Miss Williams. You don't have to leave. There's no use you're sitting here alone, is it? Well, I am leaving. Corey wouldn't want you to do that. Would you, Corey? Tell Miss Williams that you want to stay. Ingram, please stay. I'll talk to you sometime tomorrow. Good night. I, I just don't believe this. <laughs> Relax, Inga. You don't mind my calling you Inga, do you? Now that we're nice and cozy. Get your hand off my arm or I'll start screaming. See what that does to your credit rating. Wait. Don't go. Good night, Mr. Chaffee. Hello. Dead. Oh. 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 Inga, please don't hang up. Please listen to me. It's very important. You can listen to me instead. I have never, repeat, never been treated that way by any man. I've never been so humiliated. Maybe listen to me. Maybe you'll understand what happened. Don't you even want to know? Yes. I do want to know. I want to know very much. I don't blame you for being angry. Look, I can't tell you all about it just yet, but I will, I promise. I didn't know Chaffee would be there. I didn't even know he was in town. I've been rid of him for six weeks. His company sent him on a sales trip. Corey, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Last night was a very bad joke, but I am not awake enough to listen to any apology. Hey, will you have lunch with me? No. Please, I have to see you. It's important to me. Well, I don't feel like it. We still have some unfinished business from last night. Oh, all right. I'm too sleepy to argue. Tell me something, Corey. Are you 
hiding from that man. Why do you say that? <laughs> this grotto you picked for lunch. It looks like a place frequented only by Portuguese leather tanners or something. <laughs> I mean, did you pick it because of your friend? Oh, now, don't be silly. It would be nice if you could explain. It's so stupid that it almost defies explanation. We'll try anyway. Well, it's a kind of bet. A what? A bet. A running joke that I have with Chaffee. Well, who is Chaffee? Do you work for him? Is he your boss? No, 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 no. He's just a friend. We went to college together. Chaffee, me, a few other guys. We had a poker club, you see. But a couple of marriages broke it up. You know. No, I don't know a thing. All I know is that man ordered you out of the restaurant and you went. <laughs> I must have looked like a dope, I admit, but it had to be that way. It was... It was part of the game. A game? And is that how you described last night? Listen, there was something much more important about last night. A lot more important than Ray Chaffee. Now, can we forget about him for a while, please? Well, how do you expect Inga, me to? Please, here, look at this. It's a... A box? Yes, small velvet box. Remember me telling you about that half-wit that I was engaged to last year? Leela. Yes, Leela. Remember I said she returned my engagement ring? Now, wait a minute. Now, look what's inside the box. Go ahead. You see? Nothing. I don't get it. No, you don't get Leela's ring. I stopped at the jewelers this morning and I made a deal for a clean swap. Now, you can go there any time and pick out the one you like. If you want to. You look shocked. I am. Excuse me, Mr. Jensen? Hmm? Are you Mr. Corey Jensen? Yes, yes, that's me. A telephone call for you, sir. It's already plugged in. Well, there, there must be some mistake. No, sir. It's for you. Excuse me again. Hello? Ladybug, Ladybug, fly away home. Your house is on fire. Your children will burn. Ray. Get going, Corey. Vamos, scram. Exit. How did you know I was here? Are you following me again? I want you out of there. Your presence in that place offends me. What's going on? I'm right across the street in the phone booth. I'll expect to see you under the canopy in the next two minutes. All right. I'll give you three. Corey, hang up on him. Ray, please, for the love of... You heard the command, Corey. Yes, I heard it. I think I've got to go. Oh, no, don't tell me. Not again. I've got to, Inga. It's something that I can't help. Corey, if you walk out of here and don't tell me why... Look, Inga, order some lunch. Huh? Have the roast beef, darling. It's good here. And I'll call you. If you go now, I don't want you ever to call me. Corey! Go ahead, slam the door in my face. I really should do exactly that. And I wouldn't blame you. On the other hand, if you let me in, I'll tell you the whole story. I wanted to tell you the whole thing before, but I couldn't. That was part of the deal. I had to get Ray's approval. So I went to him this afternoon and he okayed it. Well, how nice of Ray. He even liked the idea of your knowing. I'm his slave, Inga. What did you say? No, don't repeat it. I heard it. I just don't believe it. I'm Ray Chaffee's personal slave. Now, I know that sounds wild, but it's not as crazy as you think. 
I don't mean he bought me on the open market or that we've got some kind of a nutty kind of sex thing going. What I mean is I have to do everything he tells me to do. Well, practically everything anyway. I mean, he can't cause me physical harm. He, he can't tell me to jump out the window, for instance. That would be against the rules. The rules? I've been his slave for nine, ten months now. And I've got less than two months before it's over. And I can tell you these last few weeks have been the roughest. Because of you. Because of me. I almost decided that I shouldn't keep on seeing you, not until this year was up. But with Chaffee away on that selling trip, I thought I could take a chance. A chance on what? Look, about ten months ago, Chaffee and I and a couple of other guys, this little poker club I told you about, we were all sitting around one night putting away a fair amount of booze, and somehow we got on the subject of slavery. Present-day slavery, I mean. Nice topic for a poker game. Well, slavery still exists, you know. I mean, there's quite a slave trade in the Middle East, you know, places like that. Anyway, we all agreed that slavery was bad. But we also agreed that slavery was bad only for the slave. It was terrific for the master. My, such insights. Well, when you put all the moral considerations aside, what was so bad about having two or three slaves to do anything you want them to do? Ray Chaffee even found a quotation by Tolstoy about it. I think he looked it up, though, after the bet. The bet? <laughs> You said something about a bet before. Well, you know about Tolstoy. He was some kind of Russian saint about individual freedom. Only he wrote in his diary that slavery is an evil, but an extremely nice evil. But it is evil. Sure, because it's involuntary. Slaves don't want to be slaves. If it were voluntary, if you close that moral gap... Is that what you did? Volunteered to be a slave? Well, in a way. That's how the evening ended, in a kind of bet that Chaffee and I made with each other. Chaffee bet that I couldn't survive as his personal slave for a solid year. Now that year's almost over. I win, he loses, and things go back to normal. But I can't quit now, Inga, don't you see? But you can't go on like this. You can't, Corey. I've stood it for ten months. Now, I just can't throw away those ten months. Well, Chaffee made me see hell, and he may get worse but I won't give him the satisfaction of quitting before the year is up. Not even if I asked you to. No, Inga, not even if you asked me. I'm his slave, Inga, and I'm going to be Chaffee's slave for the next ten weeks, even if you never see me again. Who would have thought that slavery was still alive, right in the heart of New York City? We've heard of wage slaves, love slaves, and other varieties, but Corey Jensen seems to be the genuine article. The question is, will Ray Chatty want him to survive the next ten weeks of slavery? What will he do to make him change his mind? I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Back to the Mystery Theater on WABC. Corey Jensen, a modern young bachelor, has just shocked his girlfriend, Inger, by revealing himself in an ancient condition, the condition of servitude. Inger Williams is having a lot of trouble handling this information, but perhaps Corey can make her understand. It didn't start out too badly. Chaffee wasn't used to having a slave. At first, he asked me to do things. You know, he was polite. He used the word please, and all his commands were petty. You know, like running errands, going to the library, finding him taxis. It was easy. 
And then he changed? Well, he couldn't ask me to do anything that would endanger my health or cost me my job or involve money or anything like that. But he could humiliate you. He could do that. Nothing that would get me picked up by the police. But anything else, I would have to do them or I wouldn't be his slave, would I? I mean, a slave gives unquestioned obedience. That's the heart and soul of it, the, the inability to refuse the master's orders. But it took Chaffee a long time, almost half a year, to find the joy in it. The joy? Yes. There is a joy in it, Inga. Almost an ecstasy. It's more than the convenience of someone doing your bidding. It's, it's power. More direct, more satisfying than any other kind. The raw, immediate power of one human being over another. You know what I think? I think your children, two stupid kids who ought to be spanked. Anyway, after six months, his commands started getting tougher and more frequent. That's when we stopped being friends and became what we are now. Master and slave. Nothing but that. And that's when he started to really enjoy it. Corey. Yes? Do you love me? Inga, don't ask me to quit. Please. It's not possible. I mean, do you think those restaurant things were bad? There have been worse. I've done every kind of dirty job for Chappie. I've been his valet, his butler, his cleaning woman. He's broken me up with every girl I've dated. He even tried to take them over. He even told one of them what I was to him. I thought the ground rules... They only apply to me, not to him. The master doesn't have to keep secrets. Only the slave. And he told this half-wit girl... Leela? Yes. And maybe Chaffee did me a favor there, but I won't forget the way he walked in on us. And told her that you were his slave? He told her and he proved it. Made me crawl in front of her. And that half-wit laughed. She thought it was funny. Hilarious. She asked Chaffee for a piece of the action. She wanted to play, too. And for the rest of the night, I was her slave as well, because that's part of the bargain. If you've got one master, you're the slave of the whole human race. Oh, Corey, how could you? I, I would have smashed his face. Sure, slaves revolt. That's part of the fun. But I had too much invested. Well, who'd be calling me this late? I don't know. Should I answer? Do you think it might be him? Well, he knows I'm here. All right. Hello? Hello, baby. How are you? Is a little boy crying his heart out to you? Hello, Mr. Chaffee. I'm delighted you called. Delighted. It gives me a chance to tell you what I think of you. Save it. Let me talk to Corey. Not until you hear me first. Sweetie, you bug me and I bug him, Dick. Corey, you better take it. Hello? Did you tell her Yes, I told her the whole thing. About the bet. You said I could. That's not what I'm talking about. You know what I mean. No. I haven't told her. Do it, then. Right now. Let me hear you do it. All right. Inga. Yes? Ray wants me to leave now, but he, uh... He doesn't want you to be lonely. He says he'll be glad to come up here and keep you company. He says, uh... Go on, Corey. He says he knows a way to... keep you warm and happy. Corey! And yeah, I... I'd appreciate it if... if you would. I can't... I can't force you, but I'd look... I know there's a real favor if you'd let Ray come up now. Corey, get out of here! Get out of here right now! Ha, 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 
Hello? It's me, Inga. Well, what do you know? I thought your master had sent you to... or someplace. It's been more than a week. Inga, can you meet me? I'm in the phone booth at the corner of Madison and 64th, right near the jewelry store I told you about. And where's your master? In the store? Oh, no. This time I turned the tables. I've been spying on him. I saw him pull his car out of the garage ten minutes ago. It's safe for us to meet. Well, it may be safe, but that doesn't mean I want to. Please. All right. I'll be there. Nine more weeks, Inger. That's all. Just nine weeks and it'll be over. Now, here's what I figured out. I won't see you again until then. I won't even try. But it's so unfair. It's the only way. I'll tell him we've broken up. Then he'll leave us, leave you alone after that, unless... Unless you've met someone else in the meantime. Oh, you fool. Do you think that I want someone else? Darling, let's go to that jewelry store. Let's go right now. Maybe if you have that ring on your finger, it'll make a difference. Oh, Corey. It's just so beautiful. I can't stop looking at it. I can't stop looking at you looking at it. Oh, look at the way it catches the light from the street lamp. It's catching the light from your eyes. Oh, Corey. I love you so much. I love you too, darling. Uh-oh. What is it? A car in front of your apartment house. Is it his? Yes. I'd better go. Please. Don't. He might be waiting in the lobby or upstairs in the hall. I'm afraid of him, Corey. You don't have to be, darling. He doesn't have any hold over you. If he starts anything, tell him you'll call the police. If he threatens me, tell him you don't give a damn that we've broken up. It's all so horrible. I'll call you later, darling. Good evening, Miss Williams. I wonder if you've seen our friend. No, I haven't seen your friend. And I don't want to see him. Ah, then maybe you're in the market... For a new friend. Good night, Mr. Chaffee. Don't go yet, Miss Williams. Please. Uh, tell me where you're keeping the laddie. I know you two are still together. Where is he? Hiding under your bed? Hmm. All right, why don't you come inside and see for yourself? There's something that I want to ask you anyway. Well, no, that's a very kind offer. You don't have to search the place. You can take my word for it. Corey isn't here. I'm perfectly willing to believe you. Then are you perfectly willing to do something else? What's that? I want you to call off this bet that you have with Corey. <laughs> really? You want me to free the slave? Issue an emancipation proclamation? Yes. He's had enough of the joke, and I think you have, too. You know something? You're right. What? It's become a burden. Not just to poor old Corey, but to me. It's a job having a slave, you know that? It's a responsibility. Like inheriting a lot of money. You're driven to do something about it all the time. Mr. Chaffee, I'm willing to make you a deal. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Now, you're scared silly that you're going to lose this bet, aren't you? Do I look worried? You know that Corey is determined to make it through the year. I mean, he's only got nine weeks left, and you can't dream up things horrible enough to make him quit. But I've got a claim on Corey, too. And if you do what I say, I'll see that you get your money back. <laughs> Is that an offer? If you call this thing off right now, 
I promise thee, you will get back every cent that Corey wins. Ma, you really believe you can twist the laddie around your finger? Why is that? Because I've got this around my finger. Well, don't tell me. You're engaged. That's right. Isn't that nice? I never thought old Corey would finally break down and marry the girl. Hmm. Must be a reason, Miss Williams. You must really have something. I have Corey. And I swear to you, you won't lose a thing if you call off this nonsense. Money, money, money. <laughs> you really think that's all I care about. Why not try another form of persuasion? Stay away from me. I'd certainly like to know what it is about you that Corey finds so irresistible. <laughs> Let go of me. Be nice, darling. Be nice to the master. I can promise you the master is superior to the slave. Let go of me. Strong little girl, aren't you? If you don't let go of me. Oh. I warn you. That ring. You cut my eye. Get out of here. My eye. You could have blinded me, you stupid woman. You better go have it taken care of, Mr. Chaffee. And you better go right now. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm I'm coming. What are you doing here? Let us in, Inga. I don't want him here. You heard the man, Miss Williams. We're a team. You can't break up a team. Inga, please. Corey, what is this? Why did you bring him here? Because I had to. You mean because he ordered you to? Yes, that's right. Well, this game of yours does not include me. I am not one of your players. And I am certainly not Mr. Chaffee's slave. No. You're not a slave, Miss Williams. But you could be something else if I'm willing to press charges. Charges? For what? Inga, look at his eye. You almost put out his eye. Oh, you mean I didn't? I'm sorry. I meant to. I've been to an eye specialist. He says I was very lucky, but I may have to wear this patch for two months. Well, I'm sure it's very distinguished. You shouldn't have done it, Inga. But you don't know what happened. He attacked me. She's a liar. It's the truth. He attacked me right here in this room. You still shouldn't have done such a thing to him. Look at it, Miss Williams. I'll take the patch off so you can see what you did. There. Oh, I don't care. If you want to call the police, go ahead. I will tell them exactly how it happened. Inga, please listen to me. Look, I'm sorry about this, but... Corey, we got engaged this morning, remember? Engaged to be married. And yet you come here and... Talk to me like this. Tell her, Corey. Tell her what she has to do. You can't go around putting people's eyes out, Inga. That's not what the ring is for. Tell her who she hurt, Corey. The master. You hurt the master. Oh, please. Get out. Both of you. Look what you did to him. Please. Don't touch me. Darling, don't be angry at me. After tonight, I... I won't... I mean, Ray has promised that there's no more. Not after tonight. He'll leave us alone. He swore it. He'll leave us alone after you do it. Do what? Kiss his eye. Are you crazy? Look how swollen it is. It's all black and swollen. Oh, Corey, let go of me. You're hurting my arm. You shouldn't have done it, Inga. Now you have to kiss it. Let me go. Kiss it, Inga. Kiss his eye. You hurt it, now you have to kiss it. Get out of here. I will call the police. Do you hear me? I'll have you both arrested. It's all right, laddie. You did your best. I know that. Come on. Let's go home. And don't you come back. I don't want to see you again, Corey. 
Never. They say one of the most destructive forces in romance is a triangle. But the triangle responsible for this romantic disaster is unusual indeed. One girl, one slave, one master. But are Corey Jensen and Inga Williams really finished? Will love find a way despite the chains of slavery? I'll be back shortly with Act Three. Return to the Mystery Theater on WABC. The time is eight weeks later. These have been difficult weeks for Inga Williams. And the memory of that night in her apartment is as vivid an injury as Ray Chaffee's swollen eye. But in all likelihood, Mr. Chaffee's wound has healed by now. Inga's hasn't. Come on, Inga. I know you want to talk about it. Why else did you ask me to dinner? I wanted company, that's why. You usually prefer male companionship. Did you and Corey break up? Yes. Weeks ago. And you never said a word to me. I've hardly said a word to anyone. On any subject. I've been living the life of a hermit. But why? I mean, was it really rough? Did he throw you over for some other woman? No. Not another woman. We just decided to call it quits. If you think that's enough of an explanation... I doubt that you'll believe the real explanation. He's somebody's slave, Sylvia. What? He made a bet with a friend of his that he could stand being his personal slave for one whole year. Go through all the humiliation of it, of jumping through hoops for him, obeying every order no matter how crazy or embarrassed. Good Lord. I, mean, I don't know how much money is at stake. A lot, I suppose. I'm... Corey is probably going to win it. I hope he is happy with his prize. Inga, you're not making this up, are you? It's true. I have been living with this nightmare for almost three months. No, that isn't quite true. I've, I've been out of it for the past couple of months. I haven't seen Corey all this time. I've only heard from him once. I still carry the letter with me. Do you want to see it? If you want to show it to me. Here. Read it. Dear Inger, I know you hate me now. Does it make any sense to say that I love you? The chains come off on Sunday, October 28th. I'll call you then. I won't blame you for anything you say to me. Corey. The chains? That's what I said. Corey's been wearing those chains. That's why I am not wearing his engagement ring anymore. Inga, don't you think that was kind of foolish of you? What do you mean? Breaking up with him over a silly bet. There was nothing silly about it. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed. You've no idea how horrible it was. All right, so Corey's still a college boy at heart. But he's really cute, Inga. And he's a bachelor. And he earns good money. Yeah, he'll... Earn even more money on October 28th, but I don't care. October 28th? That's tomorrow. Yes. Then the whole thing will be over. What's to stop you two from getting back together again? I can't, Sylvia. Believe me. After what's happened, it would be impossible. But why? I mean, don't you like him anymore? 
Were you in love with a guy or weren't you? Yes. I was in love with him. And you still are. I can tell you're still crazy about him. Forget it, Sylvia, please. You haven't forgotten him, obviously. I have. I try not to think of Corey at all. Honey, can I ask you just one question? What? Why did you ask me to dinner? Well, why not? I mean, why choose tonight? Is it because of tomorrow? Because Corey is going to phone you tomorrow? I have no idea if he's going to call. His master may have sent him to Africa by now. He's going to call you. He said so in his letter. Well, that was written weeks ago. You want to know what to do when he does call. You want somebody to tell you what to do. No, Sylvia, I've already made up my mind about it. You want someone like me to tell you not to be stupid, to tell you that men like Corey Jensen don't grow on trees. Well, listen carefully, honey. Men like Corey Jensen don't grow on trees. Hello? Oh. Hold on a sec. I want to shut off the radio. Hi, Sylvia. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? All right. Oh, oh. That doesn't sound so good. I told you I'm fine. He hasn't called, has he? No. He hasn't. It's almost three, according to my watch. It's closer to 3.30. I just don't understand it. He said he'd call. Sylvia... I told you that I wasn't going to hold my breath. I mean, nothing Corey Jensen says can be taken seriously. I mean, you can't believe a slave. But he's not a slave anymore. Today's the 28th, isn't it? Yes. Emancipation Day, right? Who knows? Maybe Mr. Chaffee extended the contract. Do you know what I'd do if I were you? I'd call him. Oh, absolutely not. You're crazy if you don't. You're throwing away your whole future. That's what you're doing. And if you really want my advice, you'll phone Corey the second I hang up, which is right now. Oh, well. Three, four, six, one, one, two. I wonder if he's trying to reach me. No. The phone would have rung by now. Four, six, one, one, two. Oh, damn. Are you still talking to me? Hello, Sylvia. Has anything happened? Yes, I've... I've practically worn out my finger dialing Mr. Corey Jensen's number. And guess what? I've All I've gotten is a busy signal. You're kidding. Maybe the phone's off the hook. No, I had the number verified. The operator said there was someone talking. Man or woman? They don't give out that kind of information. For Pete's sake. Well, you're not going to let that spoil things, are you? Well, what can I do about it? That's simple. You can go over there. What? You know where Corey lives. You can go to his apartment. You can ring the doorbell. One thing about doorbells, they don't give off busy signals. 
Corey. I'm sorry to surprise you this way. No, no, it's okay. It's it's, it's okay. It's just that uh, I'm on the phone right now. Uh, come in. Come in. I just feel like an idiot coming over here, but you did say that you would call me today. Yes, I was going to call you. I was going to call you just as soon as I got some things straightened out. Look, I've been on the phone for hours. I know you have. Please, darling, I can't talk just now. I have to get back to the phone. Go ahead. Don't, don't mind me. Oh, thanks. Hello, are you still there? Damn it, they hung up. Look, I'll have to call them back. Why don't you fix yourself a drink or something? Corey, if you'd rather I left, I will. No, 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 I don't want you to leave. I didn't come over here expecting a big hug and a kiss, Corey. I still have your ring, you know, and I had to find out what you wanted me to do with it. Angus, sit down. Please wait while I make this call. Corey, what is it? You don't look well. Inga, please. It's just that I haven't had a chance to shave today. I know I look a mess, but... Oh, hello. Hello, is this Martha? Martha, it's Corey. Look, this is only a long shot, but have you seen Ray? Well, no, I don't mean anything by that. I just wanted to know it. No, don't bother. If you don't know where Ray is, he sure as hell won't. No, no, I can't talk now. I'm running late. Goodbye, Martha. Uh, Corey, you said one phone call. I didn't say that. Uh, uh, look, if you haven't got one minute between phone calls for me, maybe I'd better leave. You don't understand. I'm trying to find him. He's not at his apartment. Even his maid doesn't know where he is. Who? Your master? Ray? He's gone, Inga. I think he may be running away. You mean because of the bet? Because you want it? Yeah. Hello? Yes, I'm Mr. Jensen. I placed the call. Good. Hello, Mr. Valdez. Yes. Yes, it's urgent that I locate Mr. Chaffee. Look, I think he's taking a Panagra flight today, but I don't know which one. It's a matter of life or death. It's a member of his family. Very ill. I know, I know it's against the rules, but... Yes, just, just one moment while I pick up a pencil here. Okay, let me have it. Flight 33. Leaving at 6.30. Thank you. No, no, no. A message at the airport won't uh, won't do it. He might think it was a mistake. I can get there on time if I leave right away. Thank you very much. It's true. He's cheating me. Did you hear that? He got himself an assignment in South America. South America? You remember that selling trip Ray went on? Well, it was a lie. He was in South America. I got it out of his secretary. He was setting up a job down there, preparing his line of retreat in case he lost the bet. Did he lose that much money? Look, Inga, I've got to go. I've got to get to the airport. But that's insane, Corey. I mean, giving up everything he has because of a stupid bet? Please don't hold me up. But why is he so desperate? Corey, how much money was involved? Who said it was money? But you bet, Ray Chaffee. You told me about the bet that you two yes, had. Yes, there was a bet, but I never mentioned money. That was your conclusion. But it wasn't what you're thinking. It was more like a swap. What? A swap, a bargain, an exchange. Oh, good Lord. Oh, now you really think I'm sick, don't you? Well, think what you want. Only I'm telling you this, Inga. He's not getting away with it. He's had his year, and now I get mine. A year? You mean he is your slave now for a year? That's right. Chaffee's going to pay his debt. He made me pay, now it's his turn. Now I've got the hoop and the whip, and he's going to jump. Oh, Corey, don't do this. Let him go. You you can't do to him what he did to you. It's too awful. It isn't human. Stop it, Inga. It's a long drive to the airport, and I want to beat the traffic. Corey, do you still want to marry me? You know I do. But how could... How could I while you're doing such a thing? I couldn't stand another year like this. But it wouldn't be the same this time. Don't you see? This time he's the slave. I'm the master. That wouldn't make any difference. 
There's no difference between either one. I couldn't marry you like this. And I wouldn't marry you, Corey. All right. All right, Inga, so you don't marry me. Corey. I'm sorry. But I can't help myself. There's nothing I can do now. It's too late. Corey. Please, come back. Corey. All right, go on. Go to your precious slave. I hope you'll be very happy with each other. And they will be. That's the worst part of all. They will be happy. Yes, Inger Williams was right. Slavery makes slaves of the masters, too. That's why the system never worked so many years ago. But for Corey Jensen and Ray Chappie, the system goes on. And they're welcome to it. I'll be back in a moment. Now, the Mystery Theater returns on WABC. We're sorry that our love story has to come to an unhappy ending. But it isn't as unhappy as you think, because Inger Williams was right. Corey and Ray were meant for each other. And Inger, being the lovely, sensitive girl that she is, found someone else. Someone who gave her a genuine diamond ring, and not a slave bracelet. Our cast included Mandel Kramer, Fred Gwynn, Patsy Bruder, and Mary Orr. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.